0: What's wrong with you people?
1: Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and if you are looking for a theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience then we suggest Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And the best way to experience Swibits is to attend their fall preview day on October 21st. These are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer, where you will get to tour the campus, speak with faculty members, chat with fellow students, hear from President Adam W. Greenway, and experience the campus uh, community of Southwestern Seminary. Uh, Kyle, Uh, What's that guy that would say, but wait, there's more? Was that Billy Mays? Billy Mays? Yes, that's right. Very good. But wait, there's more. At this year's Preview Day, attendees will have a chance to win a $1,500 scholarship. And it is named the Hensley Heretic Memorial Scholarship. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, Fall Preview Day is October 21st. And so you can register today for free at Swibbits.edu forward slash preview. And Kyle, I would ask how you're doing. And I don't honestly care because we have a special guest today, Kyle, who is with us this morning.
2: This morning we have Robert's Rules of Order himself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we, we we do have someone who knows a lot about Robert's Rules. She has asked that we not call her an expert, but she does have a a, a very um, uh, good working knowledge of Robert's Rules of Order and parliamentary procedure. And she also helps keep our good buddy, Jonathan Howe, in line on a regular basis on the most important Southern Baptist podcast, Um, one that that brings a great deal of value to uh, our convention and conversations there. And that is Mrs.
1: Amy Whitfield.
0: Hey, Hey, guys. Welcome to the
1: show. Yeah. Good morning.
0: Yeah. How are y'all?
1: We are doing. See, she cares about you to to ask that kind of question. She's kind Amy, and considerate. Amy, I was so, so
2: since you were in North Carolina, and um, um, I, I will I will start off by giving props because uh, NC State took it to my Red Raiders on um, on on Saturday. So. It was
0: a it was a big weekend in the Triangle. Like yeah. our our teams are doing well right now. So yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So 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 props to to North Carolina State. And, and North Carolina, they yeah. they owned West Texas last week. So there you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. In in other sporting news, Kyle's team uh, was finally eliminated from playoff contention. Which hey, I'm surprised we we were in it, it up until the
2: like the last month. We we, yeah. we were right there, man. Anything could have happened up until
1: the last month. All <laughs> right. Well, one of the reasons we we brought Amy on on the show, we we won't call her an expert. So we'll go with semi expert. Is that okay? Semi expert, quasi um, that
0: that works. That okay. works.
1: quasi yeah. Roberts Rule. So I want to make sure I'm. See, I'm probably saying it wrong in the first place. Mm-hmm. Roberts Rules. Roberts
0: cool. Roberts Rules of Order. Okay. It's named after um, General Henry Robert. Okay. Who basically wrote the first one? Like he developed this the whole system. So
1: so come. To Not Another Baptist Podcast, where you can have a history lesson in Robert's Rules of Order. Today, we're doing that because a couple of reasons, really. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's involved in the Southern Baptist Convention uh, may not necessarily hear Robert's Rules of, of Order in a sense, but it is ultimately what is guiding uh, our right. annual meetings. And, uh, and so, you know, to kick it off here, I mean, why? Why do you think it's important in the first place for for us to even have rules to follow, if you will, while we're trying to make important decisions or elections, all of that sort of thing, on the SBC side of things, the annual meeting side of things?
0: Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that's very important about our system is that uh, is that we are we are a a convention of autonomous churches who are coming together to to cooperate for mission. So we're pulling all of our resources together um, and we have various entities and ministries, you know, that we do that through. And because we are not hierarchical, we are um, made up of autonomous churches. We do have certain decisions that we have to make and we have to do it together. Now, Robert's Rules is designed for, you know, it's been around and is used by far more than uh, than our convention, but one of the reasons why it's important is that uh, parliamentary rules are designed to keep an even playing field in large groups of people or small groups of people, um, but really useful in large groups so that there's fairness and that everyone is able everyone has the opportunity or the the chance to speak, and to make decisions in an orderly fashion. Essentially, you can't bring thousands of people. And let's think in 85, we had 45,000 people um, at the annual meeting. It's the largest uh, gathering, like largest deliberative body on record that came together to make decisions. If you do that over a few days and you try to set the course of something, you're going to have total chaos unless you have some kind of rules about when do we talk about certain things? How do we talk about it? Who speaks when, you know, things like that. Um, now sometimes I know people can get frustrated because they say, well, I wanted to speak and didn't get a chance, but that's again, part of the rules because we, you have to have time limits on something so that you can get, you know, to, to the next thing. Um, so where parliamentary rules help is they give some kind of framework for us to do our business, you know, around. And so we use Robert's rules of order. There are some other uh, you know, sets of rules, but this is the one. Nothing else has really taken off like this did. And so uh so we use that. That's it's in our bylaws that anything that's not provided for in our rules themselves, in our governing documents, that then that's the rule book. That we use so, and uh, you know, one of the reasons why I say I'm I never call myself an expert is first of all, if you have if you have a copy of Robert's Rules unabridged, it's massive. I mean, it's incredibly difficult to be an expert in this. There are some, um, so I have so much uh, to learn, but it's important, and I encourage people to have a working knowledge of it. I love to study our system and to figure out how to take this and, and apply, apply it to our system so we can get done what we want, which is ultimately to pool our resources to get the gospel to the ends of the earth.
2: Now, we mentioned at the beginning, most of the time, I mean, Robert's kind of operates below the surface of a business. I mean, it governs right. what's happening, but, but, but it's not often you have to come out and say, hey, according to Robert's rules, this is how right. we have to proceed with this. But occasionally, those situations do arise, and um, so I know as you have kind of served in, in, the, uh, in the parliamentary side of convention meetings, yeah. um, in 2016, there was an unusual situation that yes. came up in which Roberts played a big role in then what we had to do um, to, to rectify a really unusual situation. So talk us through kind of what happened in 2016.
0: Yeah, so uh that was a a very interesting situation. So in 2016 we were in St. Louis. That was my first time to serve as an assistant parliamentarian. And um I I was such a rookie and my experience had been that when I was in college and participated in some of the um some of the things that I did in my major, we I, I was part of some groups that had to use it, but we didn't have a parliamentarian. So we didn't have anybody coaching us. So the only way that you could participate is to learn it yourself so that you could do it. So it was kind of a, like everybody in the room needs to have a general understanding of what we're doing and we need to all follow the rules. So that's where it sort of came into play. And then when I got involved in convention life, I began to take my sort of working knowledge and then, um, and then try to help organizations I was with or whatever, to be able to know so that we're following the rules when we're in there participating. So then when I became an assistant parliamentarian, you know, my plan that year was to just, I'm going to just come in and listen and watch. And it's probably going to be a low key, like, I'm just going to learn all the basic rules, no biggie. And I came off the stage, um, and, uh, from the resolutions report, which was an interesting one in and of itself, because we had a messenger that felt like they had not been recognized and, uh, they, we, we had to kind of work through that. And the chief parliamentarian Barry McCarty had to explain why, um, the time had run out and they had not been able to be recognized and had to cut the microphone off. It was, you know, very dramatic. So then from that, where I'm standing on the stage watching all of that wide eyed, trying to have no, you know, response. I stepped down and the, the folks um, there kind of beckoned me over and said, hey, we got a little issue. What do you think about this? And what had happened was the presidential election had three candidates um, and we came back from the first round and there was uh, no, no one got a majority of votes. So we had to go to a runoff. So when you go to a runoff, you take the, um, you take the, the ones, uh, the, you know, the, the top two and you go to the second one. Well, this seems pretty simple. You're looking for a majority of votes. You've only got two people. Well, the sticky situation we were in was that uh, it was actually a combination of our bylaws and Roberts. So our bylaws say that, um, that it has to be a majority of the votes cast. Like it's a majority of the total votes. Okay. Um, total votes cast. Roberts says that ballots that are uh, filled out incorrectly and can't be counted that they count in the total. So what happened was we had a, a, a runoff where the results were so close that there was a small number of, of ballots that maybe somebody pulled, like when they were supposed to pull ballot number six, they pulled ballot number seven. You can't count that because it, because you, because because you can't guarantee that someone didn't put two ballots in. That's the problem. Someone might say, well, I just did the wrong thing. You, you can't count it. Or if someone marked two, you know, different places it's in it, and you can't discern what the vote was. So when that happens, you have to throw them out. the uh, the, the registration secretary reads that he says it's this many, this many, and this many disallowed ballots. So what happened was, they hit a mark but because of the disallowed ballots no one actually got 50 got over 50% of the total and we'd never seen anything like that before so we end up going in a room and it was fascinating i mean we were in there for a very long time with everyone talking through um the committee on order of business the parliamentarians the lawyers like all these people haggling uh, like through Robert's rules, through our bylaws, trying to figure out what the pathway is, and for a long time um, they did not tell us who the winner was, so we didn't actually know who was ahead. We so so, and I found that to be very helpful because what it meant was we were really just trying to figure out the best way forward in the fairest way possible so it didn't cloud any of you because even it's not just about who you might want as as president when you're thinking through those things knowing who it is might make you start thinking about okay well this person might be upset and this per this this could happen if it goes in this direction to be able to just think about the rules without uh considering you know possible dominoes or outcomes i was very helpful and important and so um, so it, it opened my eyes that, man, this really does come into play fast, because the point of it is to demonstrate that this was as fair as possible. Um, so it was a big, it was a big lesson. And pretty much every year after that, we always had something. There was always something that had a sort of parliamentary conundrum to think through.
2: And so, as I was telling you before we came on, and started recording. 2016 was my very first SBC meeting, and yeah. and for the first time to be there, if, if guys who have been to the SBC in recent years for the first time, I think will understand this. It's overwhelming. I mean, the the convention or the, the exhibit hall is there's so much to take in. The the convention hall itself, there there's a lot of moving pieces, and um, and then you add in that the 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 couple of bits of drama that you had, and I remember just sitting there going like, this is like I'm I'm glad I'm not, you know, I'm not running this business meeting. <laughs> 'Cause there there's just a lot of moving parts and a lot of uh drama that unfolded in that one. And it was it was a it was a really good way to get baptized into the annual meeting, I think, because of, of things like like the presidential election that we'll probably never see again with two candidates and and not right. getting a majority but it was, right. it was, a it was quite an experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just so for those listeners who may not have been there, you know, or read up on it, what ended up happening is it was determined by the group. We cannot move forward. It We have to go to a revote. So we had to do a third vote, but, um, the, at that point it was between, uh, JD Greer and Steve Gaines and before the third vote, uh, J.D. Greer actually withdrew his name from nomination. So at that point, it was only Steve Gaines. So that's Steve Gaines became um, became president. But it was a it, it was quite it was quite something. And you know the other factor that was in there is there were people on every side who had weren't able to be there for Wednesday, which is when the third vote would happen. So there's a lot of frustration and confusion. You know how how this all plays out. Of course that that always leads into my big push for everyone, which is always plan to be there both days, sit down, like, come get your seat and don't leave. Um, cause you never know what's going to happen, but every year, whether it's, and, and, and the ones that I have been a part of, whether it was, um, on cause I served as an assistant parliamentarian for four years. Then I was on staff at the executive committee, um, for one year and I, I, I worked with uh, a couple of as a liaison for a couple of different, um, convention committees. And then, uh, and then, then I've consulted some and just helped like kind of as part of, you know, team they, they bring in. So I've played a lot of different roles in every one There's always been something that, that you have to pull this book out. You have to figure out kind of the questions going forward. And so it reminds me every year of how important it it really is. It really, the rules really do play a role because everyone, you have to do everything you can in a room full of thousands of people to at least make the pathway for everyone to have a voice. Um, Again, they, you know, sometimes lines are long at the microphones and you don't get to everyone and and that's part of part of how it works when you only have so much time but you at least have to make a pathway that there is an even playing field and that everyone has the access to speak
1: yeah and the reality also is that most of those that are listening in certainly southern baptists we get to see kind of Robert's Rules of Order on display on steroids uh, once right. a year with the mm-hmm. annual meeting, and perhaps uh, twice a year if you go to your state convention, that kind of thing, many of them are going to follow that as well. Uh, but but all of us, and, and some of us, uh, will have that gift that God has given of a monthly business That's meeting right. at their That's church. Right. And, uh, and so you might be taking your first pastorate. And uh, and I wanted to, and, and Kyle wanted me to share this story because it kind of sets this up for Bramie to talk about, is I am filling in ultimately as the interim pastor after my pastor got very ill. And I am all of maybe 21 years old. And we had the gift of a monthly business meeting and I get up there and I start trying to run this thing. And, and obviously what should have happened should have been somebody else running this thing. But I get up there. First thing out of the bat, I don't know, it was like the finance committee report, whatever it was. And, uh, and they made this comment about, according to Robert's rules, uh, we don't need a, a second. We just need discussion and, and a vote. Like they were trying to help me out. I have yeah. no, so I look over uh, at this guy over to the side and uh, he was chairman of the Deacons. And he nodded his head, and I was like, okay, so uh, is there any discussion? And so we did it. Then later on, there was something else. Well, we we do need, according to Robert's rules, a, a second for this, and, and then we can discuss whatever it was. And so I look over at this gentleman again, and again, he's, I mean, he kind of dumbfounded that I kept looking at him, and he would shake his head. And, and so finally, after this thing, I go up to this gentleman. His name is Robert. He was the chairman of our uh, deacons, yes. and I thought the entire time, that they were talking about his, like he had somehow created some rules for our church to follow for this particular church and our business meetings and whatever else. And so I just go up to this guy and I'm like, Robert, like, have you written these down anywhere? He said, what are you talking about, Matt? I said, the, your rules. He said, Robert's rules of order, Matt, are like, they're, they're like part of our bylaws. This is a book, it's how we run meetings. And I said, and so where do I get it? i like, do you have it somewhere? He said, well, I'm sure we can get one. And I find, then it clicks. It's not that Robert. His name was Robert. Uh, it was this General Robert that you were talking about earlier. And so I was. That's fabulous. By fire <laughs> that's, into, I don't. I'm not
2: sure I've ever heard this story before. That is yes. fantastic.
1: And I love
0: that's, it. I mean, you know, these were published like Henry Robert published these in like 1876. <laughs> so it was, he definitely was old enough, enough for another,
1: that. I mean, it's possible. It was definitely uh,
0: another Robert.
1: But uh, but anyway, so that was my introduction to it. I had a pastor kind of. Walk me through with kind of keep it simple, stupid, uh, you know, kind of Robert's rules for dummy approach, and uh, and I was able to make it through the few months right. that I had that role, uh, and since you know have tried to read up on it. So, well, some of the and, guys that are listening into this show are taking their first pastorate, or maybe they're doing you know a building project or whatever it is that they know that this is going to be an issue, or they've heard things like we don't care what the Bible says, what do the bylaws say, or something like that, right? So, we run into those situations in our local churches. And uh, and so kind of distill it. So we we talked about kind of the Roberts rules on steroids with the SBC meeting, right. our state conventions, that kind of thing. On the very local level, mm-hmm. uh, where, where you've got people that they don't have the slightest clue, many of them, some of them do, uh, don't have the slightest clue about Roberts or his rules, uh, or if that's the chairman of the deacons. Uh, so, so why is it important for them and and what are maybe some tips that you would recommend for our listeners to maybe be, uh, up to date or, or, aware? Yeah. Of kind of, leave yeah.
0: So one thing that's important to know, and it's good that you, you brought up, like, I mean, the rules have all different things. So as I said, you, it's designed so that people can have an even playing field and, and use their voice but it's also designed for efficiency and for helping the meeting move along so that the people can do what they're there to do. So like you said, some things, you know, someone said this doesn't need a second, someone said this does need a second. You know, as I talked about uh before, there was a a time where debate was done and no and the the microphones were were closed down or there are certain types of motions, like motions for appeals, motions for things that are not debatable according to, to Robert's rules. And there's reasons for that. So at, not at every point um, do you need a second or do you have someone address? Sometimes you're bringing up certain things that don't get discussed. and um, and And sometimes, you know, you're like, I can't keep track of all of it. That's where it is good to have a working knowledge because these rules are designed to help the group of people get where they, where the where they want to get and to help the majority, you know, put forth the the decision and everybody to make an informed, um, uh, an informed response to it, um, in your churches, sometimes what can happen, as you said, is that you might have one or two people who know it, that they're kind of using it in a a very legalistic way. It can get super confusing for everyone else. The rules are designed to help us, not to hurt us. They're not designed to divide us. They're not designed to be weaponized. They're designed to actually give us a way to move forward together. So as, um, pastors or sometimes chairman of deacons, like those are the ones who are actually conducting the business. Um, You want to have a working understanding so that you can make, so that you can be able to make certain rulings so that you can be able to help keep keep that conversation going. This is where the book itself can be very daunting because it is it's really long, it's heavy. I hate taking it to the annual meetings because it like drags my bag down. It's like 700 pages and and stuff. But um but there are a lot of different ways that you can can learn it. I mean, there are super basic courses out there that in a sense they're not designed to make you an expert on it. They're designed to help you know your way around the book because it's okay. I mean, I, I have seen every person, a uh, chief parliamentarian down to all the assistant parliamentarians, people with high certifications, um, much higher than what, you know, than, than the the education that I have, they all have their book with them. They're not there to like uh be experts but but um and, and have it memorized they're there to have a working knowledge to know where to go to confirm and to kind of have memorized the most basic things the the things about you know your church's processes or whatever so most of the time you're going to have pretty simple votes so you only need to know a handful of things there are um, abridged guides. There are, I know people who use Robert's Rules for dummies. There are, uh, there's a parliamentary guide for church leaders that b put out that is by um, Barry McCarty. There are some, some things that teach you just the basics for the types of things that will happen at, at church business meetings and help you to know, just to know your way around. Um, so you don't have to be intimidated but what you do want is to make sure that you didn't just come into a meeting and just say, all right, everybody, it's a big free for all to talk about this. And then let's take a vote that you were able to to walk it through a pathway uh, where it was done decently and in order um, and as fairly as possible. So. uh so i it is important to know that it's not Robert in your church that uh, came up with the rules, but that it is something that's a little bit uh time tested um but i I think one thing that happened is for years it came it became that like everyone had to learn this and you know women were learning it for sort of uh you know WMU and things like that everybody pastors were all learning it and then i think people kind of bucked up against this is boring it's no fun and so everybody backed off what where it will often come up is when things are contentious or things are much you know much more difficult to decide now all of a sudden Everybody needs to know the rules because they want to make sure that they can can participate. I think it's good that leaders have a just have a working knowledge of this all the time um, to be able to point to be able to point back to the decisions that have been made and to demonstrate we did this well.
2: And and, and Amy, I think you made a really good point, and that is that um, that they are the the rules are there to create order. Not to be weaponized, because I, I know sometimes you know you'll you'll hear about somebody who uses like uh something like parliamentary gymnastics to try to just tr- create chaos right and and if a if a pastor or a church leader who's leading a business meeting has a working knowledge of of the rules, they can help stop that right? I mean you right. can help stop chaos and and bring order and unity and and a big point that you made as well is fairness to the meeting so that, um, so that it doesn't get derailed by by somebody who just wants to throw, throw a wrench into whatever the, the church is trying to do.
0: That's right. And here's another thing that is important. So as I mentioned, sort of my, um, I, I have a working knowledge and, um, of, of Robert's rules and then probably my greater, more like very quick knowledge it is more in our own governing documents and bylaws that's what becomes very important as well because for example, at the convention level, um, if someone comes up and they make a motion to amend uh, the nominating report um, the the There is something to the amendment process that follows robert's rules here's what happens when you make an amendment to something but our bylaws say that the nominating report has to be amended one person at a time. That's an, that's a very important rule. Um, And we, we basically say that Robert's rules is our, that's our set of rules for everything. That's not already, that's not spelled out in the bylaws. So it becomes important to know both. And so as a leader, if you have a working knowledge of your parliamentary rules And someone has a pretty deep knowledge of your own bylaws and constitution and governing documents, you'll have everything that you need. Um, Because that's the thing that, like, at will, you've got to be able to. and, And that's one that most people know about the nominating report. But we have some other ones that it's like, wait a second you know bylaw 24 says this or bylaw 26 you know 26 is one that gets gets used a lot you got to be able to say hey hold on that's uh you know that's out of order not because of something in this you know 700 page book but because of something that was decided a long time ago in our bylaws is how we're going to do something so it it becomes very important to know to know both
1: Awesome. And along with that, you are involved in a another book, not Robert's Rules. It's it's Amy's Rules, the SBC FAQ, <laughs> uh, Amy's Rules of SBC Polity or, or something. Uh, between the between the two, as we begin to wrap up, uh, why don't you share uh, maybe some like e- you know, I, I'm sure some of it could be, hey, just get on YouTube and search for, you know, Robert's Rules of Order Explainer or something like that where you can follow some stuff. But if you know of some resources, the Abridged Guide or maybe the Robert's Rules for Dummy, that kind of deal, share a little bit about that and then the SBC FAQ and uh, why that's helpful because what what we love, love about this podcast between this and, and Potluck is we're not usually here to to say what you need to think, all, all of that kind of stuff, But but here's what we're about. Here's what we're doing. We want you to be informed as you go and vote. You go and do... Yada, yada, yada. And like you said, be in the room. And so tell us, tell us a little bit about some resources to, to brush up on Robert's rules and, uh, and then maybe a little plug for the SBC FAQ.
0: Yeah. Okay. So here, what I would recommend is I think everyone needs, and, and when I say everyone, I would say like at your church, um, uh, I don't, I don't know that every single person needs, everyone needs at least one copy that has, is the whole thing. And that's the 12th edition. It's super important that you have the most updated edition of it. Um, and then there are some other tools. Like I said, some people like Robert's Rules for Dummies. Um, there are there, There's a like Robert's Rules of Order newly revised in brief. And so that's one that Robert's Rules puts out. But it it sort of um, distills it down to the most important ones. So it's the rule. It's the the kind of the tagline or whatever is the rules you need in a meeting made simple and easy. That one is also, it's, it's official. It's put out by Robert's rules of order. So, um, so that's what it's called. And I think the, I think that one's in its third edition. So Robert's rules of order newly revised in brief Um, parliamentary guide for, for church leaders is a very helpful one. You can also, like if you look on Amazon um, they also sell some, charts and, and things that, that help. Now there are charts in the back, but you can also, you can find some things that maybe give like, uh, flow charts of the most basic motions. And so it's like a really easy, quick reference. Those can be incredibly helpful as well. And then, um, yeah, you mentioned SBC FAQs, which I, I actually am in, uh, trying to, to get some some things in order to do an update of that because uh the one the one thing that's tough if you do an FAQ book about the SBC and then everybody keeps coming together and changing the bylaws, it messes up and uh ma- makes it not all uh correct. So like for example, the new credentials committee uh that's been in operation for a few years, that happened after after that book came out. So uh, there are some things that need to be updated. But the goal with that book, I, I co-wrote that with Keith Harper, who's a professor at Southeastern Seminary. Um the goal with that book was to give something that was uh, easy for people to understand um, the categories and sort of the concepts. You know, um, a lot of folks are, were always trying to figure out, well, what does the SBC president do? What What is this committee doing? How do these committees work together? <sighs> And the answer to those questions might be like woven throughout the Constitution and bylaws. So in order to get the full answer, you got to pull from this article and this bylaw and, you know, things like that. So, um, so the, the book was designed to say, well, what if we just take the question, um, what is this or what's the relationship between the SBC and state conventions and, and things like that? And give as succinct an answer as possible. And then we put it in an FAQ format so that it could be easy for people to just find and get the answer that they were looking for. So it wasn't designed to be this like super compelling read it from cover to cover, but just to have um, a reference there and access uh, for for you if you need it.
1: Awesome. Before Kyle sends us (laughs) out, before Kyle sends us out, I I got one final question for you. Okay. Uh, How many times? Have I been called out of order at First Baptist Church Hogwarts, also known as Farmer's Bill?
0: Um, I don't know how many times. I feel like it's probably a lot. Um, I think you could have appealed some of those. I think I, guess. I think I
1: could have. The number is two. The number okay. is two. Um, okay. Not I always bet... done, according to Robert. Sometimes it was just hush, like just <laughs> shut right. up. <laughs> right,
0: right. Bet, I bet it was done with a lot of joy. And, yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Colleen, um, it, it will be, uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see if you make it to a microphone in new Orleans, what happens. So who,
1: who even said I was going like, I, I gave the FBP <laughs> Bart and then I'm out. I've washed my hands.
0: There you hands go. <laughs> Yeah.
1: all well, anything else or, or do you want to wrap us up yeah so, so
2: I'll say if, if you're listening to this and you're on a committee uh, SBC FAQs is a fantastic resource in in 2019 Birmingham I was serving on a uh, committee on committees the, the most baptistic committee we, we have yes, and, and and in the in, in our meeting there was a question that came up and it was something about a church's eligibility based on giving or something like that. And um, and I had the book, and so I said, "Well, and, you know, put, put through there real quick. Found the bylaw that, that we we needed to address it, and we got our answer right there. So it was extremely helpful. I didn't um, know that. So, so yeah, so so it's a, it's a great reference just because it's yeah you have the bylaws, constitution, all that right there in one one that's spot, and I have to go dig through the SBC website at the last minute. That's that's, that's <laughs> very
0: so, that's very encouraging. I will just say that pretty much everything." Um, that I've gotten the, the privilege to do, whether it was that book or uh, to be on the SBC This Week podcast. You know, the goal is always um, we just want to get more people engaged in the process. So, yeah,
2: cool. Well, and yeah, so if you're a listener to this, you, you do want to check out SBC This Week. Episodes drop every Friday as well um with uh with amy and jonathan howe and uh that you know you come here for nonsense you go there for for actual news uh, and, well, and uh, then the the important uh, things <laughs> okay them out if, if you listen if you listen to pod to potluck and not another baptist podcast and as we see this week you will be a well-informed a Southern Baptist. Right. there you go that's right that's right <laughs> well well, Amy, thank you for being on today. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may your coffee be as black, as night nice, and as bold as the gospel you declare.
0: What's wrong with you people?